Do I start this time? I'll start this one. <laughs> you started the last one, so... Oh, okay, okay, you can start. Yeah, but you started the last 50 before that. Oh, uh, yeah, that's fine. I do hate doing it, so <laughs> just... Hi, everyone. Welcome to our podcast with me, Caleb McCormack, as a yoga teacher, and... Peter Brush, Peter? the comedian. The podcast is called Chats Over Coffee with My Yoga Teacher. You didn't say that. But everyone knows that. Yeah, but know you should know that by now, right? It, because so. you've kind of found it and you're listening yeah, yeah, okay. to it. All so right, I'd be I don't surprised. Know. Maybe we'll mention the name of it. I don't know. Chats right. Over Coffee with My Yoga Teacher. And I have coffee, but Peter never has a coffee. But that's okay. <laughs> Too many caffeine spikes. Uh, so welcome to November's show. What's, go- what's going on in November in the Yoga with Kayla world? Yeah, so I'm still looking to take on at least one more person as a holistic health client. So if that's something you're interested in, reach out, get in touch, follow me. On the yoga front, I have three online classes you can join throughout the week. Uh, Very simple, very easy to do. Again, just send me a message or go to my website. And I also have classes in person in Leeds in England if you're actually in the area. So keep an eye out for that if you prefer something in person in terms of actually doing yoga. What about you? What have you got going on this month? Uh, Well, I'm just gigging again, which is going to be a a common thing I just say until something else happens um, that I need to promote. But (laughs) basically, if you're in the following areas, I might be doing a gig near you. So I'm in Doncaster, Sheffield, Leeds, Crawley, Brighton, Stockton in the northeast, Whitehaven, not in the Lake District, outside the Lake District, Grantham, Harrogate, and... Another Leeds date, I think, at the end of the month. So, th- so all the dates are on my website with links to where to buy tickets to all those shows, and that's peterbrushcomedy.com. I should say none of them are shows just for, with me. There'll be other acts on all of these shows, but I will be <laughs> contributing to them. Any big names you want to drop? No, no, nothing fancy this month <laughs> for that. On that account, that happened last month I could, but this month I can't. So you're a big name, though. That's good enough. Well, it's all relative, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I'm still always surprised at how much you get around. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big user of podcasts in the car, so I could always do with recommendations for podcasts. And the other people you know might need recommendations for podcasts, so you can always recommend this podcast if you want. Yeah. Tell people. <laughs> and get in touch. I'll link to your website in the show notes mm. as well, so follow that if you're interested. Enjoy the show. Okay, that was better, I thought, actually, that one. I really like that. <laughs> I think we're getting the hang of this. You know how, like, sometimes if you're a kid, you have, like, a bouncy castle for your party because, obviously, having a castle in the gardens sort of a bit of a novelty, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Do you think the royal family, when they have kids' parties, have to have, like, a bouncy back-to-back terrace house or something? In the- <laughs> Just to... A bouncy bungalow. Yeah, a bouncy bungalow, yeah. That's the access. <laughs> Come on, alliterations. you got to get them in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they do. Uh, I think I want one, in fact. A bouncy, you want a bouncy bungalow? <laughs> I want a bouncy bungalow. <laughs> There's so much stuff, though. I've not seen Mad Men. I've not seen The Wire. I've not seen... I don't know. I don't have that lifestyle where I get home at the end of the day and want to watch loads of TV. Because you've got you you go out for work. Because I know we're we're shifted. Because Andrew's work has flexible hours to some extent, but they always have a stand up every morning at ten. They have a stand up every yeah 
Well, I didn't vote for that. It's a term so, oh, okay. they <laughs> use to, des- to describe a quick meeting. To des- it's supposed to be less than 10, 15 minutes. So I was making a joke because I'm a stand-up. Ah, so, okay. So. Sorry. Well, who all these other stand-ups been booked for this 10 o'clock <laughs> in the morning spot? <laughs> what a good way to start the day. You've got to wake up yeah, at 10 so watch someone do 10 minutes of comedy every, every day. Uh-huh. You know what? That might be a bit motivating. I think that sounds a good mm, idea. Mm, depends <laughs> what kind of act you are, isn't it? So I want to watch um, George Carlin for 10 minutes in the morning and be depressed. A motivational comedian. How about that? <laughs> are there any of those? They must, ex- they must exist. Um, probably. They must exist. You've got to be unhappy to be funny. That's what they, that's what they say. No. People say that, don't they? The sad clown or the tortured artist. One thing I did notice, though, is you might disagree because you've got quite a sunny disposition generally, don't you? Sure. Well, you seem positive from the outside. Cool. Cool. All right. What's well, it all a facade, is it? <laughs> Everybody has everything, so you can't say that you're one way because you feel everything all the time, right? Yeah, that's... A- I'm from South Carolina, and our license plates say, smiling faces, beautiful places, but... It's not smiling faces because everybody's fucking happy all the time. It's smiling faces because why would you be an asshole to someone you don't know and bring them down to your grumpy level? You just put on a smile because that's what you do because it's not mean. Oh, okay. So, sunny disposition, sure. Whether I always feel like that, not so much now. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I know you're a rounded individual and everything. I'm not like the same. Oh, man. thank you. <laughs> I get angry and sad with the rest of them. <laughs> like a real human being, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm well, human. <laughs> maybe it's a British thing, you know, with sarcasm and like mm. it can be funnier to be negative. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I remember my dad once asking me in a social situation there was like a glass of water and he was asking me in front of everybody whether I would say it was half full or half empty. I was quite young at the time. Yeah. And I knew if I said it was half empty, everyone would laugh. Mm. So that's what I said. And did they laugh? Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> no, I just mean like, why? Why? Who decided that? Like, I wouldn't have laughed. I'd be like, well, oh. it's my delivery, isn't it? So. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Well, I don't know. I would just think like if he had found some, and not you personally, but I mean, if someone had found a way to answer that question without choosing either of those responses, that would be more amusing well that's a challenge i suppose yeah but maybe well nowadays maybe i would do that because i'd be more challenging but i think i can't remember i was like six or something at the time so (laughs) so sorry (laughs) i was developing but what you're saying is like maybe whether that's a culture here or not there's that idea that being negative is funny but it is funny but it's also like a deflective thing isn't it as well it means you don't have to engage with something seriously if you can like deflect it by by mm. saying the funny thing rather than actually That's engaging with the, the thing, but yeah, effect, this is very hypothetical, probably because I, I, I'm not a caricature either. Isn't that what you draw? Yeah, well, it is, but it it means the same <laughs> thing. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, go on. So you know, not putting words into your mouth here, but you'd say that I was a human being as well, wouldn't you? Yeah, said that very convincingly. <laughs> but, I'm waiting for the po- I'm waiting for the the crux of the. <laughs> So I'm just saying hypothetically, you know, if because you know, it is true to say that like I've made a, a thing about trying to be funny from mm. like since I sort of probably knew how I was able to do it in situations like the water glass thing. Mm. If I got more of a response for being negative in situations because it because I was able to get laughter from it, I would seek that. 
I'm ba- basically I'm learning a response then if, if my focus is to try and say the funny thing in many situations it is also to say the negative thing possibly what does that do to mm. what does that do to me if I'm now looking for to say the negative do I believe that or is that or what like I don't know what I really felt about the glass of water yeah it's almost like you know like when you you, you put stuff on social media and you there are certain things that get more of a response aren't there Mm. So if you're more, if you if you are very very honest about your vulnerabilities on there or something, or if you are naked, uh, if you're naked, yes, if you, <laughs> in my case, <laughs> or if you put some sort of platitude or something, join the culture war strongly on one side or the other, you will, uh, you get a stronger reaction, often positive and often viscerally negative as well and stuff, and so it, you get mm. that learnt response. And if I post this, I'm playing the game. <sighs> the game yeah i hate the game as well but i hate the game but am i have i played the game in a way that since i was younger i've done the like same thing but in the like oh this will be funny to do or say and stuff at the expense of this is what i is a true reflection of my actual genuine like thoughts and beliefs which are always more complicated than like a flippant remark anyway aren't they yeah, yeah. I remember once years ago, we'll talk about you at some point, but. <laughs> no, please, no, continue. I remember there was a. You know, Peter Sellers, who was in The Pink Panther and mm. Doctor Strange Love, and he was like a genius comic actor, but his last film was called Being There, or penultimate film, actually. His last film was this other thing, which is supposed to be shit, but the, the, the <laughs> film that's like worth remembering for is, is Being There, where yeah. he just plays this completely vacuous character that everybody like projects things onto and thinks that like he's much more intelligent and got more gravitas mm. than he actually because they are projecting onto him but he's just nothing and he said that was that was a life a real ambition to play that character because he said that it was more like the actual him than anyone else that he'd sort of played because he said mm. that he'd spent his so whole life like performing that he didn't really know who he was anymore and i remember reading that thinking oh god am i going to be doing the same thing if, you know just learning how to tailor what i say in accordance to how approved it is in whatever situation i'm in well i think everybody does that yeah yeah i suppose yeah, yeah because like you know everybody's going to do that to some extent you know if you go and hang out with a certain group of people that are more geared towards like you know certain type of thing uh you might be a little bit more open about whatever it is the thing that group of people like you know um if you go and talk about something else with someone else you might you know edge more into that you might have um like almost like mini mini personas and then there's just like life in general like being a parent or being a spouse or being a child an actual child not a not an underage person. <laughs> I mean, being the child of your parents, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and like all these kind of different roles that you kind of fit yourself into. So to some extent, we kind of are always being the person that, you know, a lot of people will adapt who they are based on who they are around. It's just a way of uh, being accepted. Yeah, 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 and there's yeah, nothing always, there's nothing, not necessarily anything wrong with that, but like it is a, it is a method. So phones, we're like addicted to mobile phones, aren't we? Yeah. They say, because you get like an endorphin hit. Mm. So when you hear you've got a message that you get like, it triggers you so that you like get that excitement factor and you've got to go and check it. Yeah. Do you think that happened in the old days as well? But like people would get like that endorphin hit when they heard like the carrier pigeon coming? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. They're like, whoa, the pigeon! Yeah, exactly. So it's not a new thing, is it? It's just like... I yeah. guess maybe it's just the intensity of it, but if you had a lot of pigeons, yeah, 
if you knew someone had a real problem with it, with with because they were addicted to getting messenger pigeons and stuff, then if you, you could mess with their head by like getting one of those bird whistles. And stuff. <laughs> yeah, I thought we could talk about detoxing a little bit. What do you think? Well, I, I don't have anything else to talk about, so I'm gonna. I'm, like, I meant, what do you think about detoxing? Oh right, oh, okay. <laughs> I think it's a very seductive phrase because it suggests yeah. to you that you can remove all of the impurities that you've put into your body forever. Like mm. if you smoked for 30 years, you can't just like detox that out of you, can you? Mm. I, I've probably had asbestos exposure at some point, but I can't detox mm. that out of me. But it'd be nice to think if I just drank green tea every day, that would somehow seep itself out of my system. But <laughs> So potentially it gives the impression that it's a bit of a magic cure-all then, maybe. Yeah, but you said this before, because I, I, this was one thing that is a knee armor, isn't it? Yes. And I talked about the guy I used to work with that used to eat watercress soup every January to, mm. like, to detox. And just because you get the shits for a week doesn't mean that you're suddenly, like, cleaned out a year's worth of crap, does it? (laughs) Oh, dear. No. So I would say I would be somewhat sceptical, but I would need to know the the science behind anything that is genuinely detoxing. Because I guess it's one of those things that people use as a buzz phrase, don't they? Detoxing. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a marketable thing, isn't it? They probably just throw the word detox for loads of stuff. I mean, water's probably detoxing, isn't it? Well... Uh-huh. <laughs> so in the effort of talking about detoxing um, basically the idea is cleanliness which is what we were saying about touching on in the niyamas we did we touched on a long time ago about cleanliness so it's very linked to that so like obviously the opposite of cleanliness is pollution so if you're thinking about detoxing you're thinking about kind of removing pollutants and actually speaking of water do you drink tap water are you going to tell me i shouldn't be doing that now not going to tell you what you should and shouldn't do. No, but you, we're going to be recommending that I don't. Because I, I do drink tap water, but now I'm worried that we're, gonna, we're not going to get dysentery, though, am I? I mean, no, tap water's safe. Okay. Right. Because it's been treated. So. Treated, yes, with chemicals mostly to kill everything that's in it. Like bleach. Like chlorine. Imagine, it's got oh, chlorine yeah, in it. Yeah, well, chlorine in it and stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I think the, the, the catch with detoxing these days and that idea is that like if we've constantly got a life where we're giving ourselves a low level of pollution, you know, water has a little bit of chemicals in it, perfectly safe. But what if you also have a crap ton of chemicals on that apple you just ate because it's not organic and they cover it in pesticides and herbicides. So now you're eating the chemicals from the water and the chemicals from the fruit. And then you also say you go outside, you walk around, and then you come inside and you don't take your shoes off. Now you've got dirt, particulate plastic pollution from tires and cars and soot that have come in on your shoes. Eventually it's going to find its way to your hands and your face, and then that's also something you've consumed. So before you know it... Mm, and then that's going just... in a positive direction, isn't it? So <laughs> here's another one. Okay, keep going. You've got me off on a tangent now. Mm. Um, then the other thing is obviously like, the other chemicals, whatever products you use to clean with. And before you know it, instead of just having a little bit of chlorine from your tap water, which is perfectly safe, you've just exposed yourself to a crap ton of stuff that's just everywhere. Before, when you start thinking about it, it's like, oh my gosh, (laughs) there's so much, there's so many ways to get it into the body. And then obviously air, the air we breathe. And that's one of the things that we have very little control over. I mean, of course, there are things you can do for everything, but 
I would always just say like, it can be a bit of a, like a surprise, I think sometimes to kind of think like, oh gosh, you know, but I do think that the best thing we can do to help to detox ourselves is to just try and give our body a bit of a break. Like if, if you, if you do drink, I know you don't drink, but if you, if people do drink, you suppose it's a good idea to have at least three days where you do not drink a thing, you know, not you don't drink alcohol, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah I'm talking about alcohol, not, not liquid. <laughs> you know, but you should, you know, a good three days without any alcohol gives your body a chance to get over the alcohol. You know, it's a good idea to give your body time to not have any. So I think detoxing is just a way of giving your body a break. How can, what can you do if you're for a long time or a short time, some either life-changing or not, to just give your body a break, you know, just so that it's not constantly working so hard to get everything back out and to clean up. <laughs> they've recently, I've seen it quite a few, few times online, they've been recently been talking about how finding microplastics in placentas for the first time. So what, you know, then you start thinking, well, what can I do to stop eating plastic so much? Like, chewing gum is plastic. Yeah, most candles unless you know that you're looking for soy wax or natural wax are burning plastic like all the yankee candles and stuff like that these big brands just plastic you're literally burning plastic and it's gonna go into the air and then you you're breathing it so so is this gonna have a positive turn at any point in this <laughs> this let me like because i mean wow. you obviously you're right sir but i don't know i don't want to be like pretending that it's not an issue but sometimes is it not so, so overwhelming to sort of think that every single thing that you... I mean, you just listed, like, going outside the house, breathing the air, drinking water, eating a bit of fruit. Yeah, so use the money that you have to buy organic food. Right. Buy a water filter that you can install that is, is constant. Right. Um, make sure that you have a filter in your house for air pollution if you live in a bad area. Have as many house plants as you possibly can. Get rid of your plastic carpet. Stop chewing bubble gum. These are really easy changes even though they add up to a lot of things. Is there not some, um, being facetious in a way, but is there not some, <laughs> is it not just better to just not think about it sometimes because if you just think about it on such a ridiculous, not, not, and on such a micro level, then you'll just drive yourself nuts. You turn into Jack Nicholson and as good as it gets and stuff. You can take anything too far. You could say that about smoking. You could say, oh, I won't worry about it because I could drive myself crazy, but I like smoking, so I'm just going to keep smoking. If you start to become more and more aware of all the things that potentially could be bad for you, it's not about obsessing about them or going crazy. It's about slowly making changes. We've renovated our house. I will not have any carpets in my house because I can't find carpets that are plastic free. So, uh, yeah. so it's not about going bonkers and crazy. It's about when the options become a time, when the time comes where you're trying to make choices, what's influencing your choices. When you go to the shop and you go to buy some gum, maybe you should grab the mints instead of the gum. But it helps you digest, doesn't it, gum? Not if you're going to be eating loads of plastic in the meantime. Maybe that's what but does I know, it. Maybe, yeah. well, <laughs> maybe it's, but, I mean, mints are good too. You can have three or four mints and chew them and it's the same kind of thing, okay. right? So. I'll chew a stick of grass. Organic grass. <laughs> well, that's the problem, isn't it? That joke is exactly... That is that is hitting the nail on the head. That is why nobody changes. Well, it's too overwhelming to think about it. Well, because you've just said like, oh, I can't find good gum, so I'm just going to buy the shit gum. But if everybody stopped buying the shit gum, the good gum would replace it because it does exist. These good options are not the cheap options, are they? Well, then you'd go without because that's how life is. But you can buy an air filter if you were... Plants! Oh, okay, yeah. All right, okay. 
more trees, more plants, more house plants. I'm just I'm just arguing because that's how conversations work. I I agree that I think a lot of people have the same kind of mindset. They think one eco-friendly doesn't taste nice or isn't very good or is really expensive. And all of that is a load of tosh. I just got a massive thing of sunflowers delivered straight to my door, organic, grown in the UK, 20 pounds. Right. It's not actually that much different in terms of price. It's just you have to be looking for it. Mm. If everyone had decided they that you know they were being vegetarian, they were going more vegan, and now chains like McDonald's and KFC offer vegan options, they didn't offer them before, now they do. If everyone decided that they were sick of all these chemicals and just started putting their foot down and saying, no, I'd rather just have nothing, they would change. Yeah, no, it's true. The market reacts and stuff. Like, yeah. yeah, but the first step is knowing that you have that power to make that change happen in the world. I might get some plants then. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean, I t- what I want to get across when I talk about the like detoxing and all these things that we have in our environment is that it might feel at first a bit overwhelming if you were to just search online or listen to that long list that I said. But what I'm saying is, All of these things are things that we have physical control over. And if we are in the process of feeling not good, so if if you're constantly in pain, if you're constantly suffering from migraines, you know, I would say, you know, encourage people to empower themselves to try a few solutions like changing soaps or chemicals that you clean the house with or something and just see if it helps. And then if it doesn't and you find it annoying, you can go back. But at least you've you've thought about it. Because the other thing as well is like, if you say in like, you know, I don't want to get myself into like a tizzy worrying about it or whatever. It's like, yeah, okay, I understand that. You know, ignorance is bliss. But if you know something's not good for you, what point do you, you know, do you just keep... You know, just keep going as you are, even knowing that it's going to cause a problem later in life. Like, there's a psychological thing. It's very difficult for us to do things uh, long term. You know, I'm sure there's great examples of this. I can't think at the top of my head, but we're not very good at planning for future scenarios. We're very immediate, sort of focused, I think, aren't we? So, Mm -hmm. if you smoked and every cigarette you had gave you a blinding headache and like you felt like total shit after every cigarette you would stop but because you know it's just well in 40 years time you might get lung cancer yeah it's it's psychologically very difficult to tell yourself because you could just say well also that's just a risk because well you know it doesn't happen to everybody so so i guess there's something the way our brains work that means that we don't think so you know i'd love to be able to think that we don't that there are no microplastics in my house but of course there are but I just think, well, you know, you can lull yourself into thinking, well, it maybe won't have any impact on me from a health point of view because obviously there are going to be health consequences to it. But, you know, will it happen to everybody? Or you think, oh, well, in 50 years' time, technology would be so advanced they'd be able to send, they'd be able to shrink down like doctors in a microscopic <laughs> rocket thing and they'll be able to fly around my body oh. and shoot all the microplastics out. <laughs> Or collect them in a big, like, you know, there'll be like a litter pick in my bloodstream, basically. And <laughs> Little and, nano litter pickers. Exactly, yeah. So that, that'll be, that's what the celebrities of the future are going to end up having on. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's that, isn't there? You just think, well, put it off till tomorrow. Yeah, like, I think that's just as likely as a, as a dystopian future, though, as well, where we're all kind of living in ruined cities. <laughs> Then you've got more things to worry about than air pollution, haven't you? Then, mm-hmm. so. 
it's not a luxury belief but um it could be i don't know i guess obviously it's something to, to think about but i guess psychology is easier not to think about it isn't it well, there's a lot it's easier not to think about a lot of things really isn't it but sometimes it's preferable not to think about things i don't mean that in a in a like never think about it but just like to constantly yeah. think about something is not a good thing is it no so. i think that's why we have to find that balance between like being able to talk about important issues and understand them so that we can sort them out and we can do things and we can take action but not letting it affect you deeply and emotionally because you could just tell yourself that you're never going to go outside again if you were worried about you know the air and stuff Mm. if you were if Mm. you were that fixated on it it's definitely a problem Mm. isn't it i mean i'm sure air pollution is probably going to end up killing loads of us but you've got to go outside haven't you so (laughs) but yeah yeah i know what you're saying yeah so if you're really fixated about it you're saying to howard howard hughes no if you're really fixated about it you would start a movement oh yeah but (laughs) movements always attract cranks though don't they i mean (laughs) yeah and i'm noticing a lot of a lot of uh very yeah what? I know what you mean, though. I know, like, like statements over our. Do you know, like, just, like, I just think the marketing of movements and stuff is always so. You know, like, I don't eat meat or anything, mm. but I just find I find the loads of vegetarian packaging and stuff like that. I find it, it's really quite alienating. Don't you think? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Or the well, whole, I don't like, mean it like that. Join the club, because, sort of one of us bullshit. Yeah. Very, very, very. Yeah. Us and them. But I also think like. None of the laws we would have now wouldn't exist if someone didn't fight for them first. You know, like the laws around, you know, working conditions and chemicals, what you're allowed to use on your crops and what you're not allowed to use on your crops. If we, if no one looked into it and no one said something, then we would literally be killing ourselves. And to some extent, we are doing that now, but on a much slower level. So I'm not saying like start a movement as in like, be an annoying vegan or something <laughs> and you know run around with not, paint all over your thing not all vegans but <laughs> yeah i don't know but you, you know what i mean like I, I, you know the, the, those kind of extreme people i'm not saying you have to go down that kind of route but i just mean like if it's something that you're passionate about then if you're really really bothered then the next step is to try and fix it but i mean i'm not saying that that's gonna work i mean i i haven't seen anything work in my lifetime when you say there's been no progress and stuff like that i just uh, i mean i've got nothing to counteract it and say well actually look at all this but i bet there is a load of stuff that has been enacted over the last however many years even if it's just in the developing world where they've cleaned up like drinking water for areas in africa that weren't yeah um, i mean i suppose yeah, that's applying yeah. standards that are acceptable here to places which we would mm. deem not success so it's not progress for us but I'm not saying that good things haven't happened. You know, there's been a lot of rewilding projects that you hear about, you know, more, I wouldn't say smaller, but, you know, maybe hundreds of acres, but, you know, small in terms of, like, the world. (laughs) And that's another thing, you know, by movement, you know, you could get people together who all want the same kind of thing, and then you spend the money on it, and you can do it. So. Mm -hmm. Do it yourself. Who needs a government? <laughs> well, governments are responsive anyway. I think. You know, I think they're not. I, I don't oh, yeah. got a new prime minister now, haven't we? Who has, is supposedly quite mm. idealistic, but I think they often just react to well, just keep them there. Again, they're yeah. like companies, aren't they? If people show that would, they want a certain thing, yeah. they, they just follow. I was saying to Andrew that I found it very strange how because it, cause it's so high level, like so managerial and so high up that it's like, oh, we have a cabinet reshuffle. This person who is doing this is now our health secretary. It's like, what? 
How can they be? How can they be? I don't know. Yeah, they I don't know. do. They're just it's why they hold, why hold all the I jobs? Know. Though, I so know. It's, it's so weird. I find it so strange. It's like surely they need to know something about health to be the health secretary. Why were they finances two minutes ago and now they're health? Like I don't what. <laughs> it is a bit like a school, isn't it? Where you're just like, oh, you get to you get to be the fireman today and yeah. tomorrow you're going to be the lollipop man or something. Yeah, like, exactly. Just, I was yeah, just like, funny. what is going on? <laughs> I'm not saying I know a solution, but that is kind of the problem with democracy. You know, you have to be popular to get voted for, but being popular doesn't necessarily mean you know what you're doing. <laughs> well, I suppose being popular also means that you don't do these. I mean, so like if you want a load of green stuff happening, it's going to cost money. And it might annoy people who don't want it. So... You know, you've got to be able to not be voted out for something that's going to be causing short-term pain for long-term investment and stuff. Whereas mm-hmm, if you're the mm-hmm. Chinese Communist Party, you can just be like, well, we're doing this and in 50 years' time, you'll be... Uh, I know, I'm always, you know. I'm always so upset that like China have like a real chance to be like absolutely amazing. You know, because they can just boss everyone around. They could be like, right, we're the greenest country on the planet. We're going to just like rewild everything. You're not going to have electricity because we're just going to do this for a bit. It's going to cough electricity, but you'll be fine. You'll be fine. It's summer. You know, I don't know. Like, there's just so many things they could do. Like, But instead, they're just doing genocides instead. So, I know, right? So, yeah. So you want a genuine benevolent dictator then, really? Is that what mm, you, you know? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Good luck with that. Good luck. I remember being out with, he might have been drunk when he was arguing with me about this, but I remember (laughs) a guy I know arguing with me about how what we really need to be put in charge of the country is a a dictator that's a robot programmed by an algorithm that would like have the best interests of people at heart, but you couldn't argue with them. And I sort of thought, that's that's definitely the start of a dystopian, Uh like, (laughs) film, isn't it? Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds like that's going to go bad quickly, but I like the idea. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know. I don't know what the good thing is, but I like to imagine one day a benevolent dictator. Mm, I don't want a benevolent <laughs> that just dictator. fixes all the problems in the world. Oh my! All world hunger. <laughs> the nature of power is I don't think you'd have. Yeah, you, know, you might be benevolent to begin with, but then mm-hmm. you know it corrupts, doesn't it? That's a, good, papers it's a on cliche, that isn't yeah, it? Definitely. But, yeah. Even if we put you in charge, oh, I mean, you you might be a you might be a disaster. Oh, I'm horrible! Don't so. put me in charge. <laughs> no, no, no. All my nasty sides would come out. I wouldn't be able to drive, <laughs> uh, and you know. Nope. No, it's complicated, isn't it? It's not complicated. complicated. I don't. I don't know what the solution is. The solution is to just enjoy your life. It's just like different options, and and sometimes I think like it's hard for me because I grew up with that. You know, my my mom's always been that way, and my grandma's always used essential oils for migraines, and so like knowing people that don't do that at all and never even thought about it is like what for me. But I just mean from from a basic point of view there's this idea that as soon as you tap into something a little bit more like holistic or a little bit more natural all of a sudden you're a hippie or you're bonkers or you're going extreme or and i just i just like there is a balance there Uh, i I guess is it the illusion of of progress being like a science science and medicine you feel like well if there's Mm. a pill for it it must be more advanced than a natural remedy do you know do you think yeah i mean yeah a tylenol uh, sorry paracetamol is just made from willow bark, but it is more effective in, in 
easier to absorb than using, you know, boiling willow bark or whatever. And please don't yeah. go and boil willow bark because that's uh, quite complicated and dangerous. <laughs> Just oh, everyone was going to rush out and do that. You think, instead <laughs> please of, don't do that. Like, if I was eating that, it cost like 12p a pack or something. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying like, you know, the, the, what we, everybody, for the most part, a lot of children, you know, learn this very young in school and then forget it. But like a lot of what we know is medically does come from uh, something from plants. You know, it's not all just chemical exploration in a lab. A lot of it from the beginning was like, oh, willow bark is a paracetamol. It is that thing. So that brings down your fevers and it, it keeps you well and it stops you from being in a lot of pain when you're sick. And so we made that into a pill. And yet in that case, I would say that that pill probably is a lot better and easier to absorb and works a lot quicker. But that's, you know, that's just like one example. You could say that for other things, it's not necessarily any better. And it might even be worse because there may be lots of side effects. There's always side effects. Have you ever read the papers that you get from a prescription? Yeah, they always say like... Um, like By the way, it can cause, you know... Stuff for like your headache will always say can cause headaches as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's just, it's just covering all bases. Like if this doesn't work, yeah. then... Yeah, oh, by the way, you know, this stuff for your, for your, you know, indigestion could cause you, you know, diarrhea. <laughs> it's like, oh, um, wait, what? <laughs> I'm like swapping one problem for another. But... Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I suppose from, because I'm a yoga teacher, my thought is always preventative. What can we do to prevent ourselves from being in a situation where we really need to go and seek medical, medical attention regularly? Obviously, there are many circumstances where that is definitely okay. Obviously, if you fall over and you break a bone, and then there are other things, you know, your appendix problems, and there are lots of things where, I mean, I have, I have lots of health issues that I've worked through, and I have gone to doctors multiple times about multiple different issues, and it is worth it. It is good to do it, to, to, to talk to people about it and to go through it, but, you know, if you think like, you know, you said like, oh, if, if smoking gave you a headache, a splitting headache every time you had a cigarette, you'd probably stop, like... But what if you thought it wasn't smoking that was giving you the headaches? What if you never made the connection? You might not stop. So if, you've, if you're feeling bad now, you might not realize that the connection is something you could change. You can't always see it when it's something that you don't want to see as well. You? Yeah. You know, people that always have terrible relationships and always feel like they've picked the wrong person. You think, well, yeah. I'll tell you who the common denominator is. You know? <laughs> <All these things. laughs> I wasn't trying to... I hope I've not been like... No, I, I there, didn't you know, realize until you said that I was being quite negative, and I didn't actually want to come come across as negative. I'm not saying I think I think I just sort of like I just don't want to think about it. So that's the other some mixture I also between don't the two. Want to feel pe- want to make people feel overwhelmed. I that would that's the last thing I want. As soon as someone feels overwhelmed, they just drop out. Mm. Whether that's yeah. mentally or literally or physically or whatever, they they just they just turn off. You know, I don't want anyone to feel overwhelmed. This will link a little bit to whole climate thing because if you make it sound like well, there's nothing we can really do and it's all doom and stuff, then people check out then because they go, well, well it's just like that's too scary to think about and what's the point? So. Mm. But it's the same psychological thing. It's like the planet smoking because you can't, because you say, oh, well, you know, it's like the, the planet smoking, but it's a coal power station instead. But it's not, mm-hmm. it's exactly the same. The analogy is pretty much, well, it's bang on. It's and a bang then on analogy. trying to make the connection as well. Yeah. as well you know yeah, yeah, if you yeah, don't so. know that that's the thing causing the problem i think we'll just evolve our way out of this because that would be interesting wouldn't it 
That actually sounds really interesting. Anyone that can't take air pollution and microplastics is just going to drop off. And the, and the mutations or the people that can handle it, they'll just carry forward. And in, Yeah, like, in, like a weird sort of superhuman. Yeah. That can breathe soot. In a couple of hundred <laughs> years' time, that's what's going to, you know... I kind of uh, like that. Yeah. That's quite positive. Is it? Uh, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't know. I don't think it, it is if it doesn't positive. include me. But. But it sounds good. <laughs> but I, th- I think that's actually... I don't know. I, I would say that's a positive way of looking at it, really. That, yeah. that we could potentially adapt. Not we. Not me People that come afterwards. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Humans. So. The human species. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to reach out on social media to message me through my website if you want and tell me what you thought of it. Any useful tips and tricks and if you have any suggestions or feedback. Yeah, thank you. I also, I agree with that. So, <laughs> so <laughs> Check the show description notes for all the links to our, both our websites, social medias and all that. It's all there. So see you next time. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Is that it then? <laughs>